So as I mentioned at the beginning of the Mass, maybe a lot of us don't recognize this, especially in the West, the Western Church, but in the Eastern Church they certainly would. Today is a major, major feast in the Church. The Church would consider today to be after Christmas and Easter to be the most important feast day in the Church. It's often given as, uh, it's cited as many, by many of the church fathers as the birth of the church. Um, some people say the birth of the church kind of symbolically happens when Jesus' side is pierced on the cross and the water and the blood flow out, which are a symbol of baptism and Eucharist, which gives life to and continues life in Jesus for all of its members. But really today, the day that we celebrate today is really the birth of the church. It's when that prophecy from Isaiah, which was thousands of years prior to this event, or over a thousand years prior to this event, when Isaiah prophesied from the mouth of God that God will marry his people. And so this, this is the point at which Jesus' incarnation becomes very real for all of us. The Incarnation, of course, is from that Latin word carne, uh, is, is the bringing together the enfleshment of God. God who is pure spirit taking on the flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. God became man so that man could become God. And so now, we participate in the Incarnation as the Holy Spirit, by virtue of all of our baptism, comes to dwell in us. Just a few words from the Catechism. Just to understand the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, of course, one of the three persons of the Holy Trinity. And it's probably, the Holy Spirit is probably the least well-known of the persons of the Trinity for the, for the common the average Catholic, I would say. So I just want to read a few uh, lines from the Catechism of where the Holy Spirit is most made manifest. The, the Church, a communion living in the faith of the Apostles, in the faith of the Apostles, which she transmits is the place where we know the Holy Spirit. In the Scriptures, we know the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit inspired the Scriptures. In the tradition, to which the Church Fathers are always a timely witness, in the Church's magisterium, that's the teaching of the Church, which he assists, in the sacramental liturgy, that's what we're participating in right now, the other sacraments of the Church, through its words and symbols in which the Holy Spirit puts us into communion with Jesus. In prayer, wherein he intercedes for us, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. In the charisms and ministries by which the church is built up. In the signs of apostolic and missionary life. And in the witness of the saints through whom he manifests his holiness and continues the work of salvation. 
I particularly here like to just focus in on one of these ways that we see the Holy Spirit and that the Spirit desires to be with us, and that's in the life of prayer, through which the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. So we are all meant from a subjective point of view in our own person. We're meant to feel most of the time. There's, of course, always times of spiritual desolation. That's a normal part of the spiritual life. We are meant to feel God's presence in our lives. We should have a real cultivated sense that the Holy Spirit is within us. An intimacy with the Holy Trinity, which is regular. So, of course, um, maybe some of us don't have it, right? Maybe it's kind of like, I follow this thing, so I come to Sunday Mass and I follow my faith, almost like um, something that just helps me to essentially in my family grow and being good people, good persons. So that's almost like following a philosophy or a, a teaching from a particular teacher, which in this instance would be Jesus. Now, we believe by virtue of our baptism, this is very, very important. This is maybe one of the most important aspects of our faith to understand is that God dwells within us. God is in us. We should, from an affective point of view, ideally, be perceiving God's voice clearly and his presence, most of all, on a daily basis. God desires to be with us on a daily basis. We should be experiencing the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We also talk about the fruits of the Holy Spirit on a regular basis as Christians. If we're not, we should ask someone, if we desire that, if we hunger for that, to help us. A sign that we are alive in the Spirit and that we are experiencing this intimacy which God desires for us is that we, are, we, have a, we have an appetite for heavenly things. So our lives are not completely and utterly focused on the things of this world. Gaining power, gaining honor, various career achievements, the accumulation and experience of pleasures, on a, on a, as, the, as a focal point in our lives. And wealth, the accumulation of wealth. Honor, power, pleasure, wealth. We want to have a hunger and a desire for spiritual things, which is meant to be really a common experience for us as Christians. Not all the time. We go through ups and downs. St. Ignatius of Loyola clearly talks about it being very normal for us to go through desolate times where we don't want anything to do with God, even the most, the greatest of saints. They have no spiritual appetite whatsoever. They don't want to have anything to do with God. They hate going into prayer. They don't want to hear about spiritual and holy things. That's, that's normal. But for the most part, the Lord desires to orient our desires with his desires. Does that through the Holy Spirit. And so, 
just as a general survey, what we want to look at in our lives, if we're not experiencing that intimacy with God that Jesus himself promises us. This isn't just me, uh, Father John up here, just giving an opinion about these matters. Jesus speaks about this over and over again. Read John's Gospel. Keeps talking about what it's like when the Holy Spirit will come down. Jesus is looking forward to sending the Holy Spirit. He talks about how he has a longing to set the earth on fire. A deep longing within him to send the Holy Spirit. And so we should, we should take a look at our lives and see what, in, in what way maybe am I dampening the fire that God desires to have burning within me which will really bring my humanity alive. And this is the most attractive thing, I think, in the saints, for sure, and in even just saints and people that we know, is this fire. There is something in these people that animates them. And you can, you can just see it, you can hear it when you speak to them. They are living this life that is beautiful and attractive. They're on fire, so to speak. We desire to manifest that fire, but things can dampen the fire. Of course, the most obvious thing that can dampen the fire is sin. And we talk about in the church, we make a distinguishment between two different categories of sin, venial and mortal sin. And if we uh, commit a grave sin, Consciously, if we if we're consciously doing something that is grave merit that has grave uh, that is of grave matter, and we're not ignorant that it is serious sin, then that that separates us from God. That's like a, a little divorce in our souls. And the language that the church has historically used for that is we remove ourselves from this state of grace. We remove ourselves from God's presence. And so it's good to take a, just a look interiorly, an examination of conscience. Is, is there, are there ways that I'm habitually going against what God is asking me to do? If, if, if you were looking at an athlete and all of a sudden they take a big dive in their performance, say, okay, what's the guy doing? Is he just get, like outside of the season, is he just doing whatever he wants? As far as diet and exercise go, is he just kind of taking a break and then he comes back and it takes him way too long to get back? You know, what, what is, what's going on? What's dampening the fire? And so we might just want to look at, am I unrepentant from any serious, some serious patterns of sin in my life? Are there things that I'm doing in my life that I am just not really sorry for or I just kind of compartmentalize and say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good in these ways, so I'm, I'm practicing my faith, I'm good with God. But these things, I don't really want to even take an exam and I don't even want to look at. Because it's one thing when we're actually trying. And our disposition is towards God and wanting to follow God and be in that relationship with God. It's another thing when we're actively resisting that. Resistance. Resistance. Another thing that is helpful to look at is where am I at with what the church asks of me? Again, I just read in the manifestations of the Spirit that we see on a regular basis, one of those is the magisterium. 
Am I opposed to God's work, to the Holy Spirit's work, through some particular uh, degree of thought or teaching that the church teaches that I just don't want to touch or go near? I'd rather just not talk about that one. I'd rather not wrestle with that one or go deeper into that one. I'm afraid of the implications of what that could mean. And so these are some common ways. Am I going to Mass every Sunday? Every Sunday, which is, of course, what keeps us alive in Jesus. Sunday Mass. Sunday Mass. Where we experience the Spirit, like the Catechism just said, both as we receive His body and blood and as we worship the Father in the Spirit. And so, of course, a good confession. We're always one good confession away from being in perfect friendship in relationship with God, of being that perfect vessel that we desire to be, where we are just com- completely, um, our ego is completely uh, suppressed, and God is able to just freely and simply act through us, and it's not a lot of work. We just let God do his thing. The Spirit desires to intercede on our behalf. And that is, that cause, that is the cause for great, great joy and peace. And that exudes. And people, people are attracted to that. Lord, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon us. We ask you to help us to grow in... in the natural ways so that the grace can build on our nature. Help us to grow in the virtues that you've called us to grow in. The seven virtues, Lord, and help the building of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to build upon those. And help us to experience the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Send your Holy Spirit upon us and our families. Help us to just have open hearts. Open, vulnerable hearts. Ready to accept as the Blessed Virgin Mary was the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, Lord. We ask these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let's take a few moments in silent prayer to just listen to and speak to the Lord and invite the Holy Spirit to come into us in a new way this day.